0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Seven words that'll scare any politician.
0: Roy Green is holding on line one.
1: The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues.
0: Later on in the hour, we'll be speaking with uh, Bernice Thomas. She's the sister of Robert Hall, joins us from British Columbia. Gord Bibby with us as well. He's the cousin of Robert Hall. And uh, Gord joins us from British Columbia. And uh, Mr. Hall, as I'm sure many will remember, was the Canadian who was uh, abducted by Abu Sayyaf, the um, Islamist terror organization in the Philippines. And uh, they beheaded Mr. Hall, and they beheaded John Ridsdale, another Canadian, and uh, the actual crime, actual beheading, took place you know, on Tuesday. I think it'll be a year. And there's a national petition that the families had out there, 696E-696, which will be presented in Parliament on the first anniversary. And the families, and particularly we're going to be talking about Robert Hall and, uh, and, and talking to his family, are looking for efforts from the Trudeau government that were absent Mr. Trudeau's participation was particularly lacking. The family will speak to that. I first heard from uh, my current guest in 2010. He sent me an email about a Haitian child he and his wife had adopted. And at that time, Canada was not going to allow their adopted daughter entry into this country. And so we exchanged a few emails, and Baden uh, Earl decided, and he's a Canadian author, best-selling author, NGO worker, and he uh, decided they would maybe not go public and just see what they could accomplish, working through the appropriate channels. And we were in contact with each other again in 2015, just before the election. And um, here we are again in 2017. But today we're talking about the situation, Vaden. Thank you for, thanks for coming on and talking about this. I, I've been reading about your your daughter, Whitleen, little girl, pretty little girl, who's got a family in Canada, loving adoptive parents, orphaned uh, in Haiti, and she can't get into the country, and Mr. Harper's government and now Mr. Trudeau's government, neither one of them doing anything to help.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's an understatement, Roy.
0: So take us back to the beginning. How did you how did you discover? How did Woodlean come into your life?
1: I was um, we were running an NGO like you mentioned earlier, and we're based out of the Hamilton area, and a large part of what we did was we would take teenagers to developing countries and participate in humanitarian trips. One of the things that we did, our larger projects, was in Dominican Republic. Dominican is Obviously, a safe place to take Canadian youth, but it's also got that abject poverty that we can expose them to and, and make a difference. Part of our project was in a garbage dump, so we would take an afternoon and bring all of our, our student participants, 70 or 80 kids, out to a garbage dump where there sometimes was between you know 80 and 100 Haitians that lived and worked around that garbage dump, and they would dig through the garbage for recyclables to make you know maybe a buck a day. Uh, or for food left over from the resorts that was throwing the garbage to eat and uh, we noticed we've been going there for years and we we see people there all the time but a lady stepped out that kind of jumped out to our attention when uh, we saw she had a little toddler on her hip while going through all this this garbage and that little toddler is with me so that's how we first met her and uh, fell in love with this little girl and would go back and forth and see her and hang out with her and I would every time we do the garbage dump trip, I would I would hold her and uh, you know try and get up doing some work and actually just hang out with the kid. And um, as it turned out, her mother passed away. And when her mom passed away, uh, the guardianship kind of passed on back to the grandmother. And the grandmother, who we just spent six hours with again this morning here today, uh, she couldn't feed her, so she sent her back to Haiti. And and in Haiti, kids that are orphaned at that age, their fate is almost always household servants. So she was basically about to be sold as a slave. So we talked to the grandmother and, and asked if she would consider signing off an adoption. She said absolutely yes. So the was brought back to the Dominican Republic, and we started the process. And that was, believe it or not, this week upcoming on the 15th of June, that will be the eight-year mark that we the process.
0: Didn't the prime minister say something about People who needed Canada should just come here? I think he did. Yeah. I think he did.
1: It's a great great soundbite.
0: It's a great soundbite. But in reality, with Woodlean, it's not happening. So you you adopted this little girl. How old was she at the time?
1: We initially uh, took guardianship at first. She was four and a half years old. We started an official adoption process, and we had an MP and the current at the time, Minister of Immigration, on our side. And they said, we're going to do it. Go get her. Take her into your home. Do what you got to do. In 12 weeks, she'll be in Canada. We'll so, take
0: her her. Now, this was your home in the Dominican yeah. Republic?
1: Yeah. So okay. we had got a place in, in Dominican because we're spending a lot of time here. Right. So they said, get her out of harm's way. Get her where she's safe, in your home in DR. And in 12 weeks, we'll have her in Canada.
0: That was seven years ago.
1: That, yeah, eight years ago. Eight years Thursday. ago.
0: And you're in the Dominican Republic right yeah. now as we're speaking to each other.
1: That's right. I'm calling you from Dominican Republic.
0: So Mr. Kenny, if I recall correctly, Jason Kenny, when he was the immigration minister, didn't he speak very positively about this happening for you that, that this was gonna take place?
1: Very positively, yeah. Uh Jason gave us his word that this would get done.
0: And nothing was done.
1: Here we are. Nothing was done. What, I mean, what? They, they, they got into it. Yes, they got into it, but then they bailed. Uh, after the earthquake got complicated and things got sticky and it wasn't a, a cut and dry thing anymore. And the the weird weird thing I heard, I mean, it started to even say this. Uh, speaking to the minister of immigration's office. We had Woodlee in our home and lean had a, a loving home and she had a school to attend, she had meals, she had food she didn't have before. And and they said it didn't look good politically that they go out of their way to rescue someone who now has got all the you know, the trappings of first world culture. So they, they actually said, Why don't you send her back to the orphanage in Haiti for a while? Then we'll step in, then it looks much better.
0: Are these people insane?
1: I believe
0: so, yeah. So you have this little girl. You've adopted her. Clearly you love her. You and your wife love her. She has parents. She's got to be happy. She's got to love both you and your wife. And on the one hand, you're told she's going to be in Canada in 12 weeks. And then the earthquake happens. And then the government looking out for political advantage. This is disgusting. They say to you, well... um, it doesn't look politically good for us to bring her in quickly. So take her back to the orphanage in in Haiti for a while, and then we'll step in and we'll look like the good guys. they actually say that.
1: Right. And, and, you know, the crazy part of that, they, they actually said that. And the crazy part of that is the whole premise of how we were going to get her to Canada was going to be on a human rights visa. So the idea that, she she no longer was having her human rights violated. It didn't fit well with them. So they needed her the human rights to be taken away once again so it played better in the media. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely asinine.
0: So let me take a break, and uh, and when we come back, Baden, we'll talk about how Whittleen has become stateless now and what that means to the situation. By the way, everybody, you can go to uh, bringwhittleenhome.com, and Whittleen is spelled... W-I-D-L-E-N-E. Just visit bringwiddleenhome.com. And I also posted a link on my Twitter account at the Roy Green Show. It's already there, so you can take a look at that. This little girl's got a family, Canadian family. And one government, the conservative government, yeah, will bring her in in 12 weeks. Ah, oh, wait a minute. It's not going to look politically good for us, to So put her back in the orphanage, and then we'll step in, and we'll look like the good guys, and we'll get some political capital out of it. And they actually said that. To now, the Liberals, they're not off the hook. Because the current Liberal government is doing zero to get this little girl into Canada with her adoptive Canadian parents. <laughs> you know, if I if you didn't know it was happening, if you didn't if I wasn't talking to the adoptive dad, if I just happened to tell you this was going on, you'd say, you know, Green's off his rocker. You probably say that anyway, but we'll come back and we'll talk some more about this little girl who deserves to be in Canada. Don't go
1: away. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional.
0: Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. Let's get back to Vaden Earl, and um, joining us from the Dominican Republic, he has an NGO there, non-governmental agency organization, and uh, he and his wife have adopted this little girl, Widline, Haitian immigrant um, orphan, and not allowed into this into this country of ours. You've heard the first part of the story, and uh, Vaden, what does what does Widline say about about wanting to come to Canada about? You know, wanting to be with you guys in Canada. What would she say?
1: It, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. <clears throat> we The first time when we were given the green light that she'd be going, we painted the bedroom in our house. We bought a car seat. We did all the things you do when a kid's coming to your home. And and we we tried after after that first letdown. We kind of got to the finish line a second time. And uh, after that, we just kind of had to try and manage our expectations because I think to her now, Canada is is like uh, Narnia. It's some place out there that I know exists, but am I ever really going to get there? I don't know. So we're trying to, you know, temper those expectations. But the, at this point now, she's starting to really get excited again because i told her I'm not going to let this go. I mean, if, if i got to go and knock on, on Trudeau's door in Ottawa myself, that's going to happen. We're going to get this done this time.
0: Wow. It deserves to be done. And we'll tell people how to how they can help. Actually, they can go to uh, com, right? And the info, info is there. Right. Yeah, it's all there. So go to Um Yeah, and
1: also on there, there's a proposal that we put on Minister Hussein's desk. Yeah. He's reviewed that multiple times, and that actual proposal with the actual cover letter is on that website as well.
0: All right, so this is the new immigration minister, Ahmed Hussein, what, so what is what is right. what is Hussein's office say If he's looked at it personally and uh, and and so he's the minister he sees the story of this little girl he knows that she's a Haitian uh, orphan he knows she's been uh, adopted by uh, loving Canadian parents does he not have the uh, smarts to figure out to um, you know that she should be home that, that Kenny and the conservatives blew it and they can fix this doesn't he understand that
1: yeah I'm, I'm not sure how to answer that because I know, it's it's been through his office. I've kept, my my records say that they has been they've seen it 14 times. 14 times, meaning twice by immigration lawyers, twice by lobbyists, bureaucrats on the Hill, and 10 times by N, MPs. Actual MPs walked it over and put it in their department. I don't know. I mean, I can't say that I can confirm that Hussein has seen it with his own eyes, or if it's just getting clogged up with his staffers. But you've got to think at some point when actual MPs, even some from his own party, are bring it to him, you've got to think it's actually been seen by his own eyes. I, well, would, I would think so. Not, um, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you'd hope so. I mean, if we're that inefficient, if, if we're literally that inefficient, then we got bigger issues. But uh, that that proposal has been through, I've gotten it through now about 50, between 50 and 60 MPs have seen it. And almost all of them have forwarded on to immigration on some level, whether it just be a, a memo, an email, or walking right over to their office. And they're giving the same ridiculous answers that it's all cut and paste. It's like, thank you for showing your interest in immigration. Thank oh you my God! being willing to adopt. We'll get back to you. Don't call us. We'll call you kind of junk.
0: And when we're next in town, we'll call you. That's the sort of thing Something they said. Like Yeah. So... Um, so is, is Woodleen living with you and your wife now in the Dominican Republic?
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right. Woodleen is, is, has been full-time in our care for eight years now.
0: But if you come home, she can't come with you.
1: That's correct, which is why I haven't come home. <laughs> yeah, she can't come.
0: I don't know what to say. I and mean, it goes far beyond stupid, idiotic, mindless, brainless. It goes beyond you can't outthink those who aren't thinking. This is just... I can't think of the word that that properly describes well, Roy, the buffoonery that's going on in that place with successive governments. It's,
1: it's unbelievable, and yeah, and, and we got to stand. I mean, I you, I'm sure you you see all the speeches that happen on the Hill. Oh yeah. And we had Freeland just gave a speech the other day. Um, the you know the whole address that she gave about Canada not wanting to be the world's policeman, but we're going to be the ones that are going to step up when the U.S. Sure. our doors. We're gonna kick our borders open and all the all the platitudes and all the all the the giant aerial kind of global sweeping statements. And and there's about ten quotes in that speech that if they were getting done, we'd lean would be in Canada. They're just not getting done. They're great sound bites, and the speech was great, and I actually stand by ninety percent of the speech even from my own political standpoint. But the fact is, saying it and having a great speech and doing it apparently are two very different things.
0: I was on your blog earlier today, and I just want people to understand something here. You wrote that uh, Haitians are no longer necessarily um, terribly well liked for being in the Dominican Republic after the earthquake, but you also wrote about the dogs. In the Dominican Republic, and how they live well. The stray dogs—they live well because people from restaurants feed them their leftovers from their meals. Uh, locals feed them the meals. These dogs live a pretty good life. And so, you're having lunch, I think, with some friends, and and there were these three dogs waiting for something to be tossed their way, and uh, two two men were standing, sort of closer closer to the restaurant than seemed normal. They didn't look like they should be there. This is—I'm I'm paraphrasing you. And, uh, and then somebody at the table takes a piece of chicken and flips it to the dogs. The dogs are all excited because they're going to get their, their lunch. And one of the two men races the dog for the piece of food that's been tossed to the dog. He gets it before the dog. The other guy, and another piece of meat has been tossed to a dog, to one to the dogs. The other guy's not as fast. The dog gets it. So he wrestles the dog to get the piece of meat out of the dog's mouth. And then he eats what's left. That breaks your heart. It's it's yeah. it's terrible to read. And that I mean, I I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. So, so you want to bring your little girl home? And I'm not knocking the Dominican Republic, um, but there's no reason with stuff like that going on. There's no reason for, with Lean, not to be home with you. This is just it's awful. So what do you want people to do? And we have about thirty seconds.
1: Uh, well, at this point, number one, uh, contact your MP. I mean, that's certainly the, the first thing we want everyone to do. Right. Okay. Um, contact the MP. Get on that website. There's a petition on there to sign. Okay. Those two things, I believe, will will spark some
0: effort. All right, and this conversation won't hurt either. Uh, Vaden, we're, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch, and uh, we'll keep up to date, and we'll talk again. Bring Whittling home. Vaden Earl, thanks for the time. We'll get your little girl home, all of us. And we'll come back right after this.